Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Paul's point in Romans is to say he esteems every day the same. Can I tell you something? Sunday isn't my Sabbath rest. Not for me, Pastor Rodney, personally. Sunday's not my Sabbath rest. I work on Sunday. Three services. Thank you, Mom. You know that. Three services. I work on Sunday. That's not my Sabbath. And then after pulpit time, then it's ministry time and fellowship time and Generally, Elvira and I are usually moving about about 17, 18 hours a day on Sunday. That is not my Sabbath. My Sabbath day of rest is Monday. I've told you and thank you for praying for me on Mondays. Things are going a lot better, which tells me, amen. I'll wait. Thank you, Lord. Hey, but but that also tells me that y'all weren't praying before that. Uh-huh, y'all slacking on the job. But Monday is my Sabbath. That's the day that I rest. That's the day that, that I do my very best to turn off my BlackBerry. And I do my very best not to do emails, although I don't really do a good job. But, but I do my best to try to rest because that's the day that the Lord has given me for my Sabbath. But the important thing is that we have a day of rest. Amen, saints? That's the point about the Sabbath, is that you have a day of rest. And we live in a culture where, I don't know, have you noticed, it's increasingly more difficult to have a day of rest. And with the computer age, you know, things were supposed to, with the coming of the computer age, things were supposed to make life simpler. And believe it or not, people have quoted this to say with the coming of computers and once they get in the full swing, people who go from would go from a 40 hour work week to a 30 hour work week. This is what they said. Not. That has never happened. I don't know anybody working a 30 hour work week, not unless they're part time. And even in that, they've got a full time job looking for a full time job because they want to get out of that part time job. But nobody's working the 30 hours. It was supposed to make things more simpler so that we could have, and this is recorded, so that we could have more family time and more time of relaxation. And all the computer age did was give us more time to cram more stuff into more t- in, into time. That's what it's done. And the more time that, 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 that you have, it seems like the more stuff you find to do. Can I get a witness? It, it, it does seem that way. Did you know, listen to this, that the average person, statistics show, 
that the average person in our country works 50 to 60 hours a week. The result is Americans are the most stressed out people in the world. Did you know that? I've been to India where, where, where people are on top of each other. I mean, literally, there's not a square inch available. People are like, there's no such thing as my space. <laughs> What's that? There's no such thing as, you know, you know, we're like, oh, hey, yeah, you need to back up off this. You know, you're too close. You need, I need my 36 inches. I mean, hey, you need to back up. In India, there's this, there's that. Look, if, if you're Indian, I mean, you know, you know. I mean, there's no my space. There's no 36. Everybody's, and they talk to you, and they're like, way, like, way up here. <laughs> it's kind of like way up here, and I'm like, whoa, man, whoa, whoa. Dude, you got to back up, man. I'm from America. <laughs> I mean, really. But, but that doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen. And, and yet, it's very interesting that people are on top of each other. Things are going crazy, and it just seems like everything is in China and various places. Some friends of mine just came back from China. They know. And yet, we in America, statistically, are the most stressed out people in the world. I found out that 75 to 90 percent, listen to this, of all visits to primary care doctors are for stress-related complaints. Stress has been linked to the cause of death, heart disease, cancer, problems with your lungs, accidents, suicide, an estimated one million workers are absent on an average workday due to stress. Stress is responsible for more than half of the 550 million workdays lost every year. Job stress costs U.S. industry $30 billion annually. We work long and hard and are stressed out and we're looking beat down to show it. In America, did you know, during the French Revolution, radicals abolished Sunday as a day of rest, but later found that the health of the nation suffered, and so they reinstituted it. The Russian communists, stating that they had created a new man, instituted a 10-day work week, and this also failed. Why? Because, listen, saints, God knows that we need a day off. And I don't like sermons like this because I'm preaching to myself. Because sometimes I just don't. You know, I'm Monday sometime, especially if I'm feeling good and y'all are really praying. I, I, you know, I'm feeling good and I'm likely to start on Wednesday night sermon. Because I know Wednesday's coming and I got to get ready. And, you know, I'm likely to get started on Monday thinking I'm getting ahead. You know, man, if I get ahead on Monday, I can be ready to go on Wednesday and, and have some relaxation time and have breathing time. And, and that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I, I start Monday and I'm still seven o'clock finishing that sermon on Wednesday night. <laughs> Running in here doing worship. Yes, Lord. <laughs> It's an amazing thing. And God knows we need a day of rest. You understand? Say amen. amen. God knows that. And God knows we need to keep the Sabbath. And we need to guard against working on our Sabbath. Listen to this story. 
Oh, you'll be familiar with this person. Does the name Eric Lydell sound familiar? Eric Lydell. In 1924, listen, there was a man named Eric Lydell who was Great Britain's best hope for a gold medal in the Olympics that summer. And when he got to the Olympics, he was shocked to find out that his event was scheduled to compete on Sunday. Well, Eric Lydell refused to run on Sunday because Sunday was his Sabbath day. Well, the next day in the Olympics, there was a 400-meter race, which was a race that Eric had not trained for and never ranked in, and there was no hope. Well, Eric Lydell entered the race on Monday, and you know the rest of the story. He won the gold medal, and in 1980, the story was made into a movie called what? Chariots of Fire. You know that. And the movie won an Oscar for Best Picture. And to this day, Eric Lydell is Great Britain's greatest sportsman of all time because he wouldn't violate the command of God to keep the Sabbath. Now listen, not many people know this, but after the Olympics, Eric Lydell went on to become a missionary in China. Did you know that? And hundreds of thousands of people were touched with the gospel. In 1944, when the occupational forces of the Imperial Army of Japan came to China, Eric Lydell was martyred because of the powerful effect he had upon the Chinese people. He was an awesome, awesome man. Not many people tell that part of the story. But it's very important that we keep the Sabbath. And it's not, listen, God does not command us to keep the Sabbath because of physical fatigue. We're not commanded to keep the Sabbath because we're tired, because of physical fatigue. Remember, we just read it in our text. God worked six days in creation and he rested on the seventh day. Now, question for you Bible scholars. Was God exhausted? No. Amen. God was not tired. God didn't say, man, you know, I've been working for six days and I'm tired. I need to rest. I need a break. God didn't say that. God wasn't tired. He doesn't grow weary. And God could have, listen, God could have kept on working day seven, day eight, day nine, day 10, day 53, day 247, day 1173. You get the point. God could have kept working, but he stopped. He cleared his calendar and he rested. He, God, took a Sabbath. Why? Because God knows in setting the example for us that we need to take a Sabbath. And it does not have anything to do with whether you're tired or not. And good thing God rested after doing all that creation. Good thing he rested on the Sabbath because the world would be really, really, really crowded. Isn't that deep? That's just deep theology, isn't it? But God rested because he was giving us an example and we're to do what he has done and what he's told us to do. Even in Israel today, when we uh, take our trips to Israel, we actually, listen, we actually, when we go to Israel, we try to get out of the city of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. We try to be somewhere else, maybe in the Galilee or maybe somewhere down by En Gedi or the Dead Sea or something like that. We try to be out of Jerusalem because even today in Israel, on the Sabbath day, there is a shutdown of the, pretty much the whole city. Buses shut down on the Sabbath, taxis, trains, airlines, all shut down. Did you know even elevators, get this, are pre-programmed in Israel? 
I know this from being in the hotel. They are pre-programmed to stop at every floor on the Sabbath day. In Israel, they plug in their crockpots on Friday before the sun goes down and they get everything ready and then get this. On the Sabbath, that's after 6 p.m. on Friday evening, they all sit on the front porch and just have a time to rest and, and sit and talk and you know, they drink juice and eat pretzels and Snickers, I guess. And they just, pretzels and Snickers, good. And they just do nothing. And they sit with their families for the Sabbath. They actually do take the rest. And so God says to us, we need to take a rest. And so the Bible says, we just read it in our text, in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and everything that is in it. And then God rested on the seventh day. Now, remember, listen, Moses, did you know Moses is the author of the book of Genesis? And in the book of Genesis, each day, the Bible tells us, was an evening and morning. Now, I am one of those Literal people who read the Bible and take what the Bible says. When the Bible says each, each evening and morning was one day, I believe that that was one day. Somebody say amen. amen. I, it wasn't a thousand years. One day means one day. Amen. Amen. And it drives me absolutely bananas when I hear these shows and and see these TV shows and they say, well, 14 million years ago when the rhinoceros was walking around. And I'm like, you idiots. What do you mean 14 million years ago? God's word is very, very clear. One day means one day. And the earth is approximately 6,000 years old. 14 million years ago, they say, and everybody believes it. And people go, oh, yeah, 14 million years ago. And it's like people believe that just because they hear it on television. One day is one day. God created the world in six days. Everything you see, God created in six days. And on the seventh day, God sat down and he rested. Let me close with this verse. Look in Colossians chapter 2. Matter of fact, turn there, if you will. Colossians in the New Testament. Galatians. I'm going to wrap it up right here. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians. You know, if you go to 1 Thessalonians, you've what? Gone too far back up. Colossians, look at this. I'm going to close with this verse. Look at Colossians chapter 2 and uh, look, at, uh, look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 16. You there? Colossians two sixteen. So let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moons or Sabbath, which notice in verse 17 are a shadow of things to come. What's a shadow of things to come? Sabbath are a shadow of things to come. But the substance, are you reading it? Is of who? Christ. Do you see that? 
the substances of Christ. Paul says, listen, writing to the church at Colossae, Paul says, don't let anyone judge you in regards to the Sabbath. Because the Sabbath is not about a day. The Sabbath is about Christ. The Sabbath is a shadow of Christ. How so? Because later in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that Jesus Christ is our Sabbath. Jesus is our rest. So the Sabbath is simply pointing you to the real thing. Jesus Christ is the real thing. So you don't want to, you know, Coke think they came up with that. Y'all hear me? Coke didn't come up with that. The Bible did. Jesus is the what? The real thing. And when you have the real thing, you don't want to embrace a shadow. It's almost like if I came home from work and uh, Elvira comes out with my newspaper and slippers. Saying, oh, honey, I missed you all day long. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. You are so wonderful. And I say, yes, yes, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. And she comes out. Oh, she's just like, you know, she comes out. She's so happy to see me. And she's standing there. It's a beautiful sunny day. And she's standing there just talking and rejoicing and happy to see me. And all of a sudden, I reach down on the ground and I start hugging her shadow. And she's standing there going, what am I, chopped liver? What? I'm the real thing. Wait, don't hug the shadow. Hug me. Get up from there and hug me. You don't want to embrace a shadow. A shadow is simply an image of the real thing. You want to look for the real thing. Jesus, according to Colossians and according to Hebrews, is the real thing. The Sabbath is simply pointing us. It's a shadow of Jesus Christ. Amen, saints. We need to grab hold of him. Somebody say amen. We need to grab hold of him. We need to embrace him because he's the real thing. Because he is our rest. It was Jesus himself who said, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the real thing. So the word for us as it relates to the Sabbath is we need to be sure that we're dealing with the real thing and not the shadow. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And we need to embrace the fact that God simply tells us, have a Sabbath, have a day of rest. And I've learned this here. If you've been around here, Calvary, you know this. I've learned that when you don't take time and have a Sabbath, a time where you just unplug, turn off the cell phones, turn off, you know, the computer, let your mind just relax. Maybe take time, go drive at the beach, look around. do something. When you don't do that, you know, you can only keep going at that pace for a certain amount of time. And then you're going to burn out. See, God already knows all this stuff. 
we're just finding it out. God says, I know. God knows how you're made. How so? Because he made you. (laughs) Say amen. amen. It's like the manufacturer's warranty. You know, God is the manufacturer. He knows all about it. I had a problem with my TV in my office. And, you know, I, it broke on me. And I got this TV, you know, there. And it's like brand new. And, and it broke. And so I called the people at Toshiba. And I said, I, I bought this TV brand new and it broke. And they said, well, sir, um, what type of TV you have and all this stuff, you know. And they made me give them the model number and everything. And I gave them the model number. And they, you know, they said, oh, well, you have this type of television. Well, then what we need for you to do is this. And they walked me through a list of things to do to check the TV to see if it was really broke. It didn't work. And I told her, I said, I told you it was broke. That's why I'm calling you. She goes, well, sir, at the end of all that list of stuff, she goes, well, looks like your TV's not working. You're going to have to send it in. I'm like, I know. (laughs) But she knew how to go in and look at everything and diagnose it and see what was wrong because they were the makers of the TV. God is our maker. Amen, saints. And he knows us. And he knows what it's going to take to keep you running right. And so he says, take a Sabbath. And when you don't, bad stuff happens. And, you know, it reminds me of Psalm 23 where David said, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. See, if you don't take that Sabbath, he will make you lie down in green pastures. I know what I'm talking about because it happened to me. And I had to lie down. And you know, back in June, I had a back surgery and some other medical things. And, uh, and uh, man, I was on a, you know, I was on a two-and-a-half-month sabbatical. And, and, man, it was hard. It took me about a month just to unwind it really did. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have to check emails. I didn't have to make decisions. I didn't have to do anything. I felt like I was going to go out of my mind after about a month. But then that second month, I'm like, man, I can get used to this. (laughs) Man, this is fun. I think I'm liking it a lot. I was getting too comfortable. almost didn't come back. Yeah, when I had to get a new pastor, I'm like, man, I like this. This is nice. But I realized how important it is to take a Sabbath, to unwind, to get quiet, keep it holy, keep it separated. The word holy means separated. Keep it holy, keep it separated unto the Lord. You know, on my Sabbath, on Mondays, generally, generally I stay home. Generally, I stay home. I stay home and, I mean, i got to be honest, I play Tetris. But, um, <laughs> but that's my way of relaxing. And so, because you got to do what works for you. 
And, uh, but it's so important to just do it. Not because you're tired. You do it out of obedience to the law of God. Amen, saints? And when you do that, God always honors you. He always blesses you. You always feel, I feel after my two and a half months, I feel really, really good. And I came back and I'm like, man, I'm amazed at how good I feel. That whole rest thing is a good thing. And it really does clear your mind. It really does refresh you and revive you and renew you. It really, really does. And because God is the maker of our bodies, he knows that. And that's why he says, remember the Sabbath. A rest, cease and desist from what you've been doing the other six days and allow me to speak to you. That's what the Sabbath is all about. Amen, saints? You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.